Welcome to Are We Pretty, a podcast dedicated to highlighting all things drag. I'm Annalie Duche. And this is Miami Rose. Whether you're a fan of drag or a full-time entertainer, this is the podcast for you. And each episode is cram-packed with drag news, exclusive interviews, and a weekly topic that'll leave you (laughs) gagging for more. This week, we're blending out the beauty with the winner of Miss Rona Resurrection, Slim Pickens. So get ready to get into it. This is... Are Are We we Pretty? This is drag. This is drag. This is drag. This is drag. This, you know what this is? Drag. This is drag. Um, Okay. This is drag. No, this is Are We Pretty? A podcast dedicated to highlighting all these. Okay. Um, Let's get get into it. Soundboard's back. Um, I don't think by the you way, didn't use it I, one time. You know what? It's fine. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, you actually used it this time. Hi, Miami. I'm doing wonderful. I'm I'm gonna um, steal some words from your book. I'm live, laugh, loving, and um, yeah, she's 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 just kicking it over here in in good old Blavel, Arkansas. How are you? I'm great. I have, um, once again, another busy week over here at the Miami Estate. We are working hard to provide the world with entertainment every day. And if I'm not booked, I'm at home sleeping. So we love that. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of Miami Estate, Miami, a little um, estate told me that you are currently getting a new estate how's that been yeah I might be diving into the world of real estate um far (laughs) (laughs) I uh recently bought a house me and my fiance we are um homeowners as of literally as of filming this a, a couple hours ago we literally just bought it so yeah it's it's been it's been great I'm sure by the time this releases it hopefully will have started packing shit and moving shit we have literally we have a month to move because there's this thing called uh renting (laughs) and uh (laughs) so we have we already have a month that we're going to be in this in the place we're currently at now so uh with plenty of time to move so I'm I'm so excited that I won't be super stressed out but yeah I'm just ready to be in a house that's not rented I'm ready Uh to paint I've been wanting to paint my house for forever I have this goal of having a, a room with a green screen wall Yes. So that when I film my videos, I don't have to hang up a fucking tarp. So that'll be nice. I'm I'm excited to do that. I feel like the drag is gonna it's gonna evolve, and it's only up from here. So, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, have you ever thought about um, getting into real estate? I haven't. Um, so I don't want to sell it because I don't. I'm not a good salesperson, and I don't want to buy anything because I'm broke. And um, also, I'm not sure that I would want to buy a house where I'm currently living. I do have plans um to to move in the next few years um don't let them find out though she's like a bird she's gonna fly away see what uh any anything interesting happen within the past week have you had any any exclusive tea Mm, oh you know what um something that i did find out is that um 
me and you are going to go head to head in uh, a little competition called the Rainbow Rumble in Memphis, Tennessee. Miami, how do you feel about um how do you feel how do you feel about that? Do you think you're going to win? It'll be fun. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that uh doing lip sync competitions, here's the thing. I feel like my art and my style of drag is very specific. Yes. And sometimes the songs that lip sync competitions choose tend to cater towards girls who can do stunts and Uh who can flip and who can dip and spin and twist and somersault triple axle backflip onto the floor handspring yes jump around you know roll on the ground I cannot do any of that (laughs) but I feel like I'm funny and I feel like I bring a very unique lens into the world of drag so I don't know we'll we'll see hopefully the songs that because the thing about Rainbow Rumble this is how it works for anyone that has never been to the show so they give us a list of songs and they're randomly assigned and we go head to head it's basically like a bracket system I don't know if you guys ever played like in like middle school they do like or at least at the school I went to we'd have a softball day so it'd be like a bracket system and the winning team would move on and then the losing team could literally just sit there and do nothing all day except watch I was always on the losing team by the way because you know we like to we like to live laugh love and lounge from the sideline so I never wanted to play that shit anyway long story short it's like a bracket system and you lip sync battle to random songs and then the winner at the end gets to referee the next the next episode so did you know that by the way we oh, no, apparently, I didn't. apparently it's a casting call honey um we love work so yeah i'm i'm excited i'm i'm ready to lip sync battle and uh all i can say is i hope you bring it because i am not spending any money on any shows anytime soon i'm trying to budget myself cuz i just bought a house so for anyone that comes to the shows, expect to see me in the same fucking costumes for a minute. <laughs> Please give me a dollar. Damn it. Right. So this is the real reason why you're into foam wigs right now. Hear <laughs> that, bitch. Because y'all don't understand. These, by the way, foam wigs have been a huge hit in the uh, world of drag. Everyone seems to love them. And if you don't love them, then that's fine. Don't tip me. Uh, you can cash at me instead. Yeah, I, I feel like the doing the foam wigs, it's so easy to make a statement and to make a moment without spending a hundred dollars to have someone style a wig or to buy all the products and the double stacking techniques. Like you don't need any of that. Literally you can do it with three sheets of dollar foam and a hot glue gun in a dream. That's all it takes. So uh, I highly suggest if you're on a budget, a foam wig is the way to go. You can really make a moment happen. And yeah, you can, you can see some of those moments on my Instagram. You can actually go right now. They're they're there now. Um, some there's of them- one. Well, there's one there now. There, I'm I'm actually I'm in the middle of shooting some new looks, uh- featuring some foam wigs um, and and magic. So be sure to be on the lookout for that because I'm sure it will be here sooner rather than later. Hopefully before Halloween hits because I have another project that's coming up for Halloween. So y'all will we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes. Yeah, speaking of projects coming up, um, before we get into drag news, is there anything that we should be on the lookout for in the next, I don't know, week or so for Miss Miami Rose? The next week I am, first of all, there is a show 
poster list on my Facebook. There's always one posted so you can kind of see where I'm at. Let's see this week. What's going on this week? Let me think. Um, I have my show. Get into it. Play the sound effect. Yeah, get into it. Get into it is the most fun I've ever had at a show. I fucking love get into it. So fucking fun. It's a very personal show. Like you come and kind of see like all different aspects of drag. There's really no like standard to what you have to do. You can do whatever you want. And that's what I love about the show. It, you know, it promotes all different kinds of drag and just doing whatever you want. So I'm excited to finally be back. It's on every third Thursday at Drew's Place. We do it once a month. Super fun. Other than that, I'm always at Atomic. I'll be there every weekend until my legs break. So, uh, which <laughs> might be sooner rather than later. Cause I, you know, I try to keep up with the gals that are flipping off the stage. So the other day I, I tried to do a split in my living room. No one was home. It was me by myself. I tried to do a split in the living room and I literally didn't think I was going to be able to get up. So I did get up by the way. No, you got to do that when people are around. So in case you need, you know, a hospital bed, they can take you there. Well, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> You live, you laugh, and you love. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Also, you learn. we will not, um, by the time this comes out, there will be some information about, uh, uh, oh, wait, no, no, no. Wait, when is this coming out? Oh, never mind. Uh, you know what? I'm a liar. Bye. <laughs> Let's get, get the lying ding. Ding. <laughs> right. <laughs> I-, I thought that this weekend was going to be War of the Roses, but that's actually two, two weekends. So not this week, but next week. Wow. Anyway, we love it. Um, what drag news do we have? Any Anything that we need to know about in terms of uh, drag news, the drag world? I did see, hold on. We're gonna, we're gonna look it up because again, okay. we, we are prepared here. Um, so here's what happened, y'all. Um, we fired our entire production team because they were doing a shit job. And because of that, we don't have any news prepared. For Rachel, this- I told you not to come back in. We literally just terminated you, get out. You're not welcome. We are doing this solo. We do not need you here. Go home. Especially you, Rachel. You're the worst. God. Yeah, she doesn't wear deodorant. Ugh. Well, anyway, so uh, instead of talking about some news, we're just going to talk about how amazing our podcast is for the next few moments because you know what? Why the fuck not? Miami, this is the, what is this? The sixth episode at this point. How are you feeling about the pod? Yeah, get into it. I love the podcast. This has been so fun. Literally podcasting. I, you know, here's the thing. And, and, and I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I feel like doing this podcast as minuscule as it may be in the scheme of things. I feel like we are collecting a, a big reservoir of, of drag knowledge and um, of drag stories. And I think that's so important to have on record because, you know, I feel like in the past, especially before gay people were so like accepted and and really like brought into I don't want to say the mainstream but like like mainstream acceptance I guess is the best way to put it a lot of our Mm. a lot of our queer history isn't written down and what is known is mostly passed through word of mouth so it's nice to be able now in today's age to be able to collect all the stories of people and and kind of document them in a permanent space so that's what I like about the pod. I, I feel like so far, even in the few episodes that we've had so far, I feel like we've really captured a lot of really cool moments. I mean, from stories about girls shitting themselves on stage, like 
honestly iconic to a couple stories that you guys will hear soon um, because we may be filming this after the interview because we're what running late um we love it but uh yeah I, I i feel like this is such an important thing and um hopefully it gets out to people and they're able to experience our experiences through the podcast which is also an experience in itself what do you think <laughs> sometimes I feel like I talk like I'm really high no I I I disagree I actually think you um are very well spoken and I tend to drag things on forever and I think you're a little bit more succinct than I am so no um yeah I I am obsessed with the pod I literally if I'm not listening to another podcast I'm listening to ours I think I've listened to each episode pretty much a million times at this point um I like it's a scientific fact it's it's a it is a known scientific fact um I'm obsessed with our voices I'm obsessed with hearing us uh talk to people um and yeah I think to your point however small or big this podcast is or becomes or whatever ultimately we are adding another way for people to have access to stories of of people who honestly I'm gonna say are queer icons right even if it's not like in this, like every single person knows about them or they're on, they're like on TV or whatever. Um, these are local icons in, in, in their queer communities. And, and we are getting the opportunity to talk to them and to hear what they have to say. And I like, I like these conversations. Some of them have gone, um, you know, a little bit more serious. Some of them are very fun. Uh, and I like the, I like the, the array of conversations that we've had so far. And I'm excited to just con- continue to see where this goes. You did say that on your, when you had a pod uh, with the NEA girls, y'all had three episodes and you just wanted to make it to four. Well, we're at number six, bitch. We love it. You know, numbers really aren't my thing. I <laughs> didn't really ever learn how to count that high, but I have a feeling that six is bigger than four. So I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm at peace with that. And I think there's only going up from here and I'm down to keep doing the podcast until either we run out of guests or you die. So I'm never going to die. I'm, I'm basically a wart at this point. Sometimes I'm here. Sometimes I'm not. If you're a wart, I'm herpes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. But are we pretty? But our, and you can answer <laughs> at the email listed at the end of the pod. Make sure you listen all the way through. Don't be homophobic. Yeah. Um, I, make, I think I'm gonna make that our tagline. Y'all, y'all see, just wait, give it a couple, <laughs> yeah, just give it a couple weeks and y'all gonna realize, yep, Miami did make it the tagline. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's another thing. I'm so obsessed with the podcast that I am quoting things. From, nobody, nobody knows what I'm saying. Nobody, <laughs> but I am <laughs> quoting us. I love it. I love that the biggest fan of the pod is also co-hosting the pod. We love it. Meanwhile, I hate the, I'm just kidding. No, I love it. Um, so what are we talking about this week, Annalie? Yeah. So this week we are going to be talking about probably one of the biggest staples of being a, a drag performer and that's makeup. We are talking all things makeup with someone who has a lot of fucking knowledge about makeup. Um, and I'm so excited to talk to our guest. Our guest today is the one, the only, the skinny, the gorgeous, the dirty closeted bitch. <laughs> oh my God. Slim Pickens. So we're going to talk to Slim. I'm so excited. Um, wh- how do you feel about Slim? I love Slim. She really is the hair of the body and the face. 
Um, Slim's makeup is so unique. For anybody that doesn't know who Slim Pickens is, she won the Miss Rona pageant, the second one. You know, after I took home the first win, Slim went in and stormed the second one and uh, sadly beat my co-host, which uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, you both did amazing, by the way. You did so good in the pageant. But Slim was also amazing. And I can't wait to pick her brain. I feel like she's such an interesting take. She has such an interesting take on drag. You know what I mean? It's, it's very much a moment that I think everybody needs to experience. And I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, get into it. Listen, listen, I'm trying to make up for the lack of using the, so y'all don't understand. So y'all, y'all are not going to understand, but we, we, this podcast is hard. Okay. <laughs> we don't have a production sit, bitch. We're sitting in, the, I'm in the floor. Okay. <laughs> In the floor, not on it. She's in the damn floor. I'm in the floor. I'm under the carpet. I am working the soundboard, reading off of a page, looking at Anna Lee, and having to mute and unmute my phone like a psychopath. So I may or may have not have used the soundboard during the interview, but um, I think we make up for it with the amount of (laughs) interesting moments that we have. Y'all, y'all will see. I want the last thing the listeners to hear is, is the reverb fart. So, so hit that. And then we're going to take a break y'all. No, I don't think you understand. That's not the right one. Yes. Wait, which one is it? Wait. The fart reverb. It's been so long since I've used the, the soundboard. Which one is it? (laughs) Wait, which one? That's so upsetting. Where is it? <laughs> well, what now? Let's take a break. Let's see. We're going to take a on that one. Bye. Wow. All right, guys, we are back. And today we have a very special guest all the way from Evansville, Indiana, it is the wonderful, the talented, the amazing Slim Pickens. Hello. Hi. Is this where I say hi? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Hey, what's up? I'm great. I'm great. I um work today and now I'm here. So it's a great day. <laughs> you better work, bitch. Um, oh, I did. So I, I want to know right off the bat, how, how, how have you been during uh, the Panini? <laughs> during... <laughs> um, I've not ever heard anyone say that during the panini. Um, well, it's like, I mean, good. <laughs> that, that was a loaded answer. Um, I mean, like, is it's like the pandemic's happening, happening, but like, is it still happening? Cause people are pretending it's not. And so I don't know. I'm just here existing, just vibing. Not too as bad though, should. as I should. And she is the moment. She is the boom, boom gun. We love it. <laughs> um, should I elaborate more? <laughs> No, I'm it's okay. You know what? There, there we are going to be lots of awkward moments in this podcast that get cut. I promise. I promise when it comes out, it'll sound like we had the perfect conversation with no okay. No, it won't. Stop lying. <laughs> it will. I swear it will. I swear. Okay. No, wow. there, are, there are definitely going to be awkward moments just because, you know, Miami and, and I are not in the room together. So we don't know who, what, when, where. She might have a question. I might mm-hmm. have a question. And then also sometimes we both just our brains turn off and um, we're just going <laughs> to sit here. <laughs> it's very that. <laughs> Sounds about right. We love I'm it. also um, kind of high. So like I oh, might be, God. listen, it might be even more awkward pause. <laughs> 
being high is what we do. I, I think every guest we've had has been extremely stoned. Okay, good. I'm not extremely <laughs> there yet, but I'm getting there. Y'all, y'all don't know. Um, well, and if you don't know, you should know. But I met Slim exactly the way that we are currently talking right now, which is through a, a camera, a camera, a computer screen. We did uh, the Miss Rona pageant together. Um, so it's really good to see you, Slim. I keep up with everything you do. Um, every single, no, not every single thing. I wish I, I wish I could. I wish I could be there. Um, fake, fake. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a real fan. I'm not a real fan. <laughs> but uh, how's it been? How's your com- uh, how's the, how's the computer? How's your how's your winning package from the Rona Pageant two? Did you ever clean um, your apartment? Oh, well, <laughs> did you I ever moved to a different closet? apartment? <laughs> I did. I did clean it because I had to move all my shit out of it. Um, I live in a new apartment now. My hundred dollars got me no. Um, it. <laughs> I, <laughs> but um. It's, it's been good. Um, I got my, like, my little headpiece that I won. Bitch, it was so uh. sickening. I, like, I did not really know how I was going to wear that at first. And then I just, like, I don't put it on with a wig or anything. So it treats me well. And it gets me, a, like, a few extra dollars, a number, I think. Um, and I guess, like, I just have a question for you. What's it like, um, I don't know, like, living in the shadow of my crown? How have you been? Yeah, so if anyone has been following my drag career, they know that I like to compete in things and most of the time I lose. So, <laughs> so um, it's pretty comfortable here. It's a moment that I've known for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, girl, I love that wi- that that headpiece. It is, it's pink, number one, which is a beautiful color. And uh, real quick, this is a great time to to put a little plug for Angelo Viz Creations. Yeah, how could Ding. I how could I forget Ding. using our code? Are we pretty? No, um, there's not a code. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, no, that headpiece is sickening. Everyone should check them out because they do like full body mm-hmm. garments and shoes and headpieces and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Angela Viz Creations, um, but this is not about them this is about the one and only slim pickens Slim, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about how you found drag and i also i fucking love your name and i would also like to hear uh how that came about okay cool i love telling that story um okay so my drag kind of came about um the first time i was ever exposed to drag really was um i did this thing called drum corps um which is like really intense marching band on crack um, and I did like this all male core, which eh, I don't know how I feel about that now, but, um, all the color guard, we were all fagots. And so I got like most of my like gay education through that. Um, cause I was like 18, 19. And so we did like a drag show on the bus, like on a trip from like Atlanta to Pennsylvania or something on these like charter buses. Stop it. I love it already. And so it was just like, we had to make drag out of whatever we had. Um, So we would like all go to Goodwill and like Walmart and stuff, like buy all this shit to make drag and we'd have a drag show. So I didn't participate, but I watched it the first two years. Then my final year, I competed in it and won doing High by the Beach by Miss Lana Del Rey in a half wig, a half wig that I blended into my hair um there's Mm. no pictures of that um to prove it but um I won that and that was great and then um I started actually then I started doing drag um because my friend Amber Lights 
amber lights plug huh, we would go to like our gay bar and like watch the drag queens performing and be like girl why are we not doing this and doing it better and so after like two years of just talking shit about the girls who are performing um we uh finally decided to start doing it amber did an open stage and won in like december and then in april of 2019 i did an open stage and won and that's how like i started like getting bookings so yeah that's where what how drag started for me and then my name actually that was the really the biggest thing holding me back was because I could not figure out a name to save my life um and everything I thought of was kind of generic and stupid so Amber and I um we were at the gay bar talking shit as we do but we were talking about like the men around here and how the prospects are just like very not there and then Amber said girl it's slim pickens out here and I said oh drag name and um I wrote it down and then I was like you know what? I don't need to think of any more. That's it. I'm good. And it just stuck. Plus, I'm, you know, skinny. So it's very on brand for me. <laughs> I love it. Um, we have, we actually have a, a restaurant in Jonesboro called Slim Chickens. Yes. And I, I'm so stupid. I literally thought you were just named after them. So every time <laughs> I would go through there, I'd be like, I wonder if Slim Pickens got her name from here. But uh, no. No. Turns out... <laughs> It turns out you're creative. Um, right. No, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Miss Pristine Decay, um, anytime she goes there, sends me like a, a little snap or not a Snapchat or like a picture of it or something. She told me about that back when Miss Rona was a thing. And she thought that's the, the same thing, honestly, that I got my name from that. I was like, no, but that would have been fierce. Right. You could get a sponsorship, honey. Yeah. Because I mean, I also do have like, you know, feathers and a beak and like claws you know so it makes sense you know but not you being a giant chicken outside of slim chickens it's slim chickens at slim chickens (laughs) (laughs) okay you got it thanks i hate it Uh, my brain is literally just drag references and memes off of vine Um, (laughs) so Today's topic, we're talking all about makeup, power of makeup, and the illusion of drag. So I want to know, how did you develop your makeup that you do? I feel like your makeup is very signature. Not a lot of people do your your face. So I I would like to know how you kind of created that signature look. Well, first of all, thank you. Um, Second of all, it... um, So the first time I like got in drag for real for real amber painted me i'm gonna probably mention amber more than myself honestly in this um because so much of my drag like comes from her but like she painted me in her face and then i just kind of took that and like and i still do this to this day but every single time i get in drag i do at least one thing different i try not to like paint exactly the same because then i feel like i'm not i either get bored because i'm a sagittarius and i get bored with everything or like, you know, I'm just not learning. So just every single time I get in drag, I do something different and then I find what works and I keep that. And then if it doesn't work, I try something different. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just like how it's grown to where it is. But I mean, I like my makeup to be kind of like, not necessarily dark, but I like it to be very graphic and like high contrast and 
not necessarily like super soft because I don't think my drag is very soft, if that makes sense. Um, but I just like it to be big and bold and for you to see it from the back of the room. I, yeah. I also, every time I do my makeup, it's different. Um, and that's only because I fucking suck at makeup. It's not because sure. I'm trying. <laughs> uh I honestly though every time I do my makeup I'm I I kind of I get in the mindset of like okay I want to try this that I've been wanting to try I want to try this that I've been too scared to do but um anyways yeah I, I'm actually really not that great at makeup it's always a mess if you just look at my face um but it's so much fun I don't I don't give a fuck um yeah, I, when I think of Slim Pickens, I, I I agree with Miami. I also think of like um, not a specific face, but like again, I think the what you were saying, those the big geometrical eyes, the the high contrast color, um, and so oh, I love Slim Pickens. <laughs> I love you Slim Pickens at Slim Chickens. Um, Period. Actually, would you consider Amber Lights like a drag mom or? So okay, yeah. I actually. I just call her my drag sister. Mm. Um, Cause like, I mean, she's helped me out with a lot of my drag and stuff, but I feel like it's a, a mutually supportive kind of relationship. And also like the idea of having a, like a drag mother, I'm just not into, I don't want any part mm. of that. I so <laughs> technically that. she did put me in drag for the first time, like real drag. I mean, I feel like drag sister makes way more sense. You know, but I guess technically speaking, she's my drag mother. So makeup, that's what we're here to talk about. Yes, and, yes. And yeah, I, let's stop would, talking about Amber. Fuck right. her. Fuck her. Um, no. Okay. Uh makeup. Well, we're here we for have makeup. Amber as a special guest. Welcome, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would you say is like a foundational piece to I don't know, just starting to like try makeup and be creative with it well this is a two-parter part one that skincare baby get into it regularly on a twice daily basis because otherwise sorry it's just not going to work out some people maybe can make it work I don't know but I can't second but I think the like getting into it and getting started with it just doing it and having no judgment about it because that is what will really get in your way with it is if you're doing it and you're like judging yourself the whole time you should just do it and let it happen like I said earlier take what you like and then learn from what you don't like you know but you just got to do it that's the foundational thing with it I agree with you and I, I think one of the biggest problems that a lot of newer drag artists have when they when they paint their face they want to criticize every little detail and that's why a lot of girls take four hours to get ready I find myself literally painting so quickly because if I don't do that then I'm gonna look at everything and be like okay this isn't even this doesn't look right when at the end of the day if the audience isn't tipping you it's not because one of your eyes is slightly wonky it's because Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's because Mm -hmm. because you're not you're not turning it on stage it's it yes having good makeup can help you but honestly fucking slap that shit on and take a picture of it and figure out what you don't like and fix it next time because I promise you you are going to gain way more out of being creative and letting your brushes fly rather than you know holding on to it and, and working out every little detail like a psycho you know exactly and like think about like when we did Miss Rona right um we did the hour makeup challenge bitch it took me like at least two and a half to three hours like before that to like do my makeup and feel comfortable about it 
And then like, once we did that and I did it with like 10 minutes to spare, I was like, bitch, what the fuck have I been doing this entire time? <laughs> right. Two and a half hours. But it's like exactly what you said. Like the small little details, when you get on that stage, they don't matter. It's because like no one, no one's coming to see your makeup under a washed out spotlight. They're coming to see the performance, baby. And if it's not giving, it's just not giving. Exactly. And Facetune exists for a reason. If exactly. your eye is wonky, fix it. If you're an Instagram queen and like you need like everything to be sharp and snatched and stuff, there's an editing tool for that, you know? And but let me you're... keep it real with y'all. Here's, here's an even realer tip. None of the girls that look perfect on Instagram, they do not look like that in real life. None Wait, of them. Again. Not Wait, a again. single bitch. None of them look like that. You, if, 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 they don't fucking look like that bitch. It's unrealistic expectations that drag has, has become. Bitch, if somebody mm-hmm. has an edited fucking promo shot for a show, that shit is retouched to hell and back. I promise you. So don't exactly. worry about uh, don't worry about not looking like what's her face down the road, not looking like her promo pick in real life, because sometimes it's just not obtainable. And some mm-hmm. people, some people are are more blessed than others in the the facial structure region. Some people can slap on a little bit of chapstick and look like Jesus Christ with a lip plumper. Me? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with this hair? <laughs> Am I the Jesus Christ? Am I the Jesus? <laughs> um, so just remember, you got to work oh with what God. you got and you got to you gotta turn out what you can because at the end of the day, nobody gives a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Do exactly. art for you. The, you yes, your happier. makeup should be for you. It should be for you, pretty much. Now, I wanted to add real quick too. So like I've, I, I remember the first time I realized like, okay, makeup is really important. Yes. But like, who cares? Like just try and you'll be fine. Was when I met a, I'm not going to say who it was, but I met a queen that I had been following for a long time in person. No, I'm not doing it. I don't care for keeping it. Um, (laughs) It was someone that I'd been following for a long time. And I was like, oh my God, their makeup is impeccable. I just want it to be like that. And it, it still is. It's still fucking amazing. But when you see them in person, you yourself start realizing like, oh, this isn't that perfect as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. That line isn't going the way that it should. And it's not to say that the makeup is bad or anything, just like from being on the stage, people are not looking at those little details. I mean, the details mm-hmm. are important, but they're not looking at those little things. And, and like y'all are saying, they're looking for, for a really great performance. Um, yeah, and and I remember when we did that one hour challenge, I I always take hours uh, uh, to do my makeup. And when we did that one in an hour, I was like, oh my God, this is great. I will say though, I'm not comfortable doing like a, a quote unquote beauty face. In under an hour, that was a lot more creative. I got to play with a little bit more colors. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just start doing that more. I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah. Fuck yeah, me. and like to to that point, like too, like when you saw that person, didn't that almost like make it to you like, oh, oh, I don't have anything to worry about. I have no reason to be stressed now because they look like that and they're okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So like, It was Miami, almost... by the way. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It's not. Listen, it's sometimes... not. Sometimes the filter, it it just makes me feel good about myself, okay? Mm-hmm. My, mm-hmm. I'll be the first to say, my Instagram, that that shit is all edited. I'm not a lie. I'm not going to lie. It's all exactly. edited. And that's the, that's the thing is like with mine too, I try to edit it to the point that it's just like 
distorted beyond fuck you know that it like doesn't even look realistic and it's like yeah obviously there's a filter on here every girl's doing a filter you know what i mean so right i don't need to look porcelain and smooth and realness either you know it's it's all an illusion baby exactly and i I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that you know editing is a skill it's a it's a form Mm -hmm. of art being Mm -hmm. able to get your shit correctly and color correct and and snip shit in now it is it morally right to tell people that you know your photos aren't edited when they are probably not because it sets an unrealistic standard that's also a lie but am I going to put it in my caption that this shit is edited? Absolutely not. Y'all can go fuck nope. yourself. You can infer that for yourself, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can zoom in. You can zoom in and see I corrected my lazy eye. Um, uh, we love it. Uh, oh, no, she's dying of laughter. I love <laughs> Look, Miami will do that. She is a funny bitch. She, I, I also don't know if you're lying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um slim so mm-hmm. i know you have a very um intimate relationship with makeup not just as a drag queen yeah you i shove it also, in my ass right oh, yeah. <laughs> very and, and intimate. I, i'm the one shoving it um, yeah, that's where my lipstick went <laughs> Rose but, uh, bud. just keep interrupting her she'll right. really shut up <laughs> So you have an intimate and I, No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. <No>, no. Bye. <laughs> Tell us about your damn relationship with makeup outside of drag. Oh, great. Well, I work in a makeup store. <laughs> um, I wear makeup like every day outside of drag, um, even on my days off. But I work, I work in makeup. I've worked in makeup for almost four years now. Um, and so... It um, means a lot to me because I think it's really personal to each person. Um, And it really just like, when I put on makeup to me, it's like, it changes the way I think about myself that day. You know, like if I'm going to go out and be productive, I have to have some makeup on my face because I feel like I'm up, alive, work, alert, awake, enthusiastic. Plus, it's also super therapeutic sometimes. Now, drag's a different story. I hate putting that shit on sometimes. But like my everyday makeup, like it just is my 20 minutes to myself in the morning that I get to just do and not think about anything. I just, I just do it. And I get to look at myself and be like, you are that bitch with that cream highlight on. And yes, your brows, um, if I do draw them on, they like snatch and you look like trade. So I didn't start like doing makeup, doing makeup, like wearing it until I was maybe like 19. I'm 26 now, but I think 19 is when I first started. And I got like, went to Walmart and got like a brow powder and like this little like brown eyeshadow quad. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I was just slapping it on everywhere. Um, um, nothing's changed. Um, nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are there any like, um, so you, you work in a makeup store. Are there sure any, do. are there any like makeup secrets that people would be surprised to know about? I don't know. Like, like makeup store secrets or like makeup secrets uh okay i'll start with makeup secrets because i gotta think about what i can i can't say all right um, well we're bleeping see. stuff out these okay, days okay cool so. well right, basically we're the queen of bleep. um makeup like i said earlier um you can buy whatever kind of makeup you want but if your skin looks like shit that makeup is gonna look like shit when you put it on top of that skin that looks like shit i don't know if i can be more clear on that 
but that's the truth. Um, I would also say you can do all of makeup, all, every part of it with your fingers, basically. So not having tools and not having the girl get in there with your fingers. You can figure it out. Fingers are nature's brushes. That's another thing. Um, okay. Other than that. Wash your hands. Yeah, because that skin will look like shit if you're touching it with dirty fingers. Going back to my first point. Oh, yeah. Um, let's talk about drag makeup specifically. This is something I learned recently. The less white you use, I think the better, if that makes sense. Now, let me break it down. This, like, highlight area, this whole, like, trend of, like, triangling this big, giant white, too much. It takes out all the depth. Um, I just find, like, the littlest, like, focal point of highlight makes it way more dramatic. So I'd say that would be, like, a trick or a little secret. Makeup store secrets. Um, if you come in asking for something for free, don't expect me to be happy about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, Does that happen often? Do people come asking for free shit at a store? Yes. Well, okay. So like we give out like free things. Like we do like samples and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And we have like free gifts for like birthdays and shit. But like, it's just the audacity that some of these white women, white women have coming into our store and being like, yeah, can you match me to like four foundations? And can I get samples of all of those? But they won't tell you they want samples until you've spent 30 minutes with them trying to figure this out. And they say, oh, I'd like a sample. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I get it for them because it's my job. You don't understand. You just wasted this person's like 30 minutes where they could be making money elsewhere. Anyway, so that's a thing. And then like people come in with for like their free birthday gift and that's cool, but they don't get anything else. But it's like so weird because they get so excited about, it's like when you go to Starbucks and get your free drink on your birthday, they get really excited about coming in there. And I try to, I just can't be excited about it. Mm -mm. I'm like, oh, and did you want to like shop around and buy something? And they're like, no, I just want that. I'm like, okay, someone else will help you. And then. Not to mention, I feel like the, the gifts that you get at most like makeup stores like it's like the smallest bottle like imagine girl freaking the fuck <laughs> out over like an ounce of a foundation like that's right. the gag well girl an ounce is a full size baby is it really <laughs> i am yes. just like no <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a fluid ounce is a full size i don't know i know what you meant <laughs> what's an ounce uh, an ounce <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna go get a conversion chart. Hold on. How many ounces are in a teaspoon? <laughs> okay, yeah, one. <laughs> Here, uh, y'all keep talking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go research. Ounce? I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. But yeah, There's to your point, six, six teaspoons in one fluid ounce. Oh, so I mm. am stupid. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, but yes, to your point. Some of the birthday gifts are, it's like, mm, but ours are like $25 in value, but people do get really excited about it. And it's like, I don't know, it's just like a thing. I don't get it. But to me, I've never waltzed into a store anywhere to demand something for free and then leave. It just doesn't make sense to me. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you're um, a bitch, we definitely talk shit about you over the walkie. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so just know. 
So um, I imagine that you are around a bunch of different types of products, a bunch of different uh, brands. Um, are brand, is, are, is brand makeup better than like not well-known makeup? What, what's your take on that? Um, so my take on it is makeup's makeup. You, if you don't know how to use it or you don't have the tools to use it well, that's what makes the difference, you know? It's like a, like I said earlier, like with your skin being shit, you know? <laughs> if you, you're specifically, um, if you have shit skin and then you put your makeup on, it's not looking look great. But if you have like shitty makeup and someone who's like super talented with a brush or someone who's practiced a lot or someone who has the right tool to make the effect you want, you can do it. Um, but I do think like, I work in a makeup store that like sells higher end makeup. And I fully believe that a lot of it in there is worth paying that price because you're not only paying for the quality of the product, you're paying for the research and the testing and the science that goes into it and the like people's time that go into developing a product like that for it to work well. I think like putting a little extra money towards like a good foundation that looks smooth and doesn't look flaky and, you know, I think that makes a difference. Obviously, you don't need to if you like, if you don't have the money to splurge on makeup like that, that's totally normal and okay. <laughs> and there are options for that. But I just think whoever is doing it, it's, it's in their control. It's not the product's fault, Mary. But there are some shitty products out there. Are you allowed to like recommend brands? Is that a, does that uh, go I again? Total, I don't know. But like, I have brands that I personally use that I could speak to, um, I at work, I get a lot of free shit. Um, just because <laughs> after, you, after you just hated on women for coming to get free what? shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's part of my paycheck. At least I consider it that. No, actually, I'd rather just have the money. But <laughs> if they ask you to take your top off, get the money first. Do you know what that's from? No. What Drop is dead it? gorgeous. Okay. Um, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> but. Yeah, I do get a lot of free shit just because brands send it to us for us to sell. Um, I Eyeshadow-wise, Anastasia Beverly Hills, hands down, Boots, God, Realness, Hunty, Okrup. Um, those Norvina palettes, the big giant ones with like 25 full-size eyeshadows, they're fucking wacky to look at because there's so many crazy different colors. But there's a blue one that has a black, a brown, a deep like burgundy, and a deep navy. And it gives me my life. Um, also, the Alyssa Edwards palette, which I don't think you can get anymore anywhere. Maybe on her website or Anastasia's web website. But there's a white and a black and a brown and like a true blue, true yellow, true pink. And it's everything. But I also like, I'm trying to think. Oh, one size. Oh, my God. Patrick Starr's brand is lit. It's so good. I use their setting powder. And it's the only setting powder that keeps my makeup in place. Like my drag makeup. Um, so I love it. They have a really good eyeliner. Oh, and their lashes, bitch. Okay. One size makes lashes and they are fully drag lashes that we sell our store. So that's what I've been wearing for drag for like, since they came out, they're everything. So every drag queen should get into those. Oh, Pat McGrath, honey, Pat McGrath. Y'all know her. Y'all know her. I, I personally don't know her. Um, oh, I went to school McGrath. with her. Legend icon and star Patricia oh. McGrath. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've seen any sort of like runway from 1990 through now 
um, specifically in those earlier days. Think like Dior with the like um, Egyptian moment they had, you know what I'm talking about? Or basically any like late 90s, early 2000s runway was Pat McGrath makeup. So she kind of revolutionized how all that works. And now she has her own line and it is some of the highest quality makeup you can possibly purchase. Um, and it's not just expensive, but it performs so well, especially her eyeshadows. Um, they're very expensive, but um, they're worth getting into if you can like find them on a sale or get a deal on them somehow. Yeah, I'm looking at these palettes right now. I'm They all look very beautiful. Also, she is very beautiful and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yes, and a great, um, you can support a woman and you can support a Black woman by buying her stuff. So yeah, it's expensive, but worth it. Well, we are going to online shop for some Pat McGrath makeup. And when we come back, we're going to jump into these listener questions and we will be right back. Are you a hella good entertainer? Are you an everyday hella fabulous person? Then you need Hella Wigs. Hella Wigs is owned and operated by the beautiful Ella Rosa. She creates custom wigs that can be styled or unstyled, and they are hella fierce. I'm actually wearing the Miss Lily right now. She's the new Hella Wig custom unit. It's 200% density, permatease for volume, fully synthetic, and she has a single knotted widow's peak to give you a realistic hairline. So if you want a wig that is hella gorgeous, contact Ella on Facebook or Instagram at Hella Wigs. That's H-E-L-L-A-W-I-G-Z. Links can be found in the description of this episode. If you're anything like us, you probably like to get a little stoned. And Bling by Foxy is here to help you get your fix. Bling by Foxy specializes in crystal customizations and luxury upcycling. Whether it's Chanel shoes, a gown, or even your favorite clutch, Bling by Foxy is here to give your fashion choices all of the sparkle they need. So if you need to commission someone to embellish your fashion with Bling and Sparkle, contact Foxy Scamazon. You can contact Foxy on her Instagram at TheFoxyScamazon. That's T-H-E-E Foxy Scamazon, or you can find her on Instagram at Bling by Foxy. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Hi, we're back. Wow. Welcome back, everybody. Um, what, did you, what did you do on your break, Slim? You don't want to know. <laughs> I do want to know. know. No, you did you don't. put more makeup up your ass? Spit that shit out. Mommy got period. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Speaking of moms, um, if you could, we're going to do listener Q&As, by the way, so get ready to get into it. Oh, get get into it, Miami. What's up? Um, uh, Look, this is going to be Thursday. It's already going to be over. Motherfucker. Literally, every time we advertise a get into it show, it's already happened. It's already happened. Well, wow. now we just we got to rely on Facebook. Anyway, so we're going to ask some questions. If you feel so inspired to answer the question in whatever order, great. Uh, it doesn't matter who goes first, second, or third. Okay, so here is the Q&As. Here's the first question. If you could go back and redo anything in your drag career, would you, and what would it be? I, I'd stop. <laughs> I <didn't> stop. <laughs> <laughs> when you read that, I would just, anyway. Um, I guess I'll, I guess I'll actually answer. Um, if I could go back and like restart, I would calm the fuck down (laughs) and not take it too seriously. 
I feel like when I started, I just had like, I don't know. I was like, obviously like younger and like, didn't really understand how drag worked, like in a performance setting, working with other people. And I think I just thought too much of myself. And then looking back at it, I'm like, girl, why didn't you just calm down and just go with the flow a little more and just like go there, do your art and let it be about that. So that's what I would say. I would just like calm down, just enjoy yourself and have fun. Don't think too hard about it. For me, I would, uh, I, I, I like everything that I've done so far. Uh, I've had a lot of fun. Um, I will say the one thing that I wish that I would have done is build bigger bonds with the performers that I was getting, getting to work with and alongside with. I wish that I would have spent a little bit more time, uh, just spending more time with them and outside of performing. Um, which I still don't do often, but uh, so maybe I can start that now. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Um, I think for me, I would, if I could go back in time, I would probably tell myself to not be so insecure about my art. I feel like when I first started drag, I I really didn't know like what direction I wanted to take it in. I mean, I did, but at the same time, I, I felt like I wasn't going to be able to ever do that kind of drag because of everyone that I was around, and, like the influences around me telling me like, you know, that's not like successful drag. That's not how you're going to be able to like make a name of yourself. So I think I would go back and tell myself to just, you know, be more secure in my type of art and really focus on perfecting that rather than trying to be a different kind of drag queen because anybody that comes to a show knows that I am not a dancer so I don't know why I was trying to do that shit you know what I'm saying the next question is uh throwing it in a completely different direction it reads gender roles who needs them not me (laughs) period (laughs) yeah I mean literally like it's as simple as i I think gender roles are stupid, honestly. Like, I, I think they're really embedded into society and, and a lot of people, especially like straight people, they just come up into their lives thinking like they have to conform to, if, if you're, if you identify as male, you have to, you know, do these male centric things. And if you identify as female, you have to do these female centric things. And that's just like, life is so much more complex than breaking it down into boy or girl. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I mean, from my experience, I really don't, I mean, I relate to both of those, but I also relate to something else entirely being a non-binary person. So like, I just, I think that um, gender roles in themselves are really outdated and, uh, straight people will probably never see it that way. I think a lot, especially in the South, I feel like it's very um, behind on the times and a lot of a lot of people, it, I would argue to say even the majority of people in, or at least in my town, don't agree with a lot of the ways of thinking that I think and a lot of my queer peers think. So um, I would just say uh, nobody needs them because it's irrelevant. Do what you want to do and don't rely on society's, you know, society's view of what you should do. You should do what you want to do because at the end of the day, you're living your life. Fuck what Mm -hmm. anybody else thinks. You shouldn't have to conform to other people's standards or ideas. So that's my spill. (laughs) And like you mentioned earlier, like insecurity, right? Like, it honestly, like, gender roles come from, I think, a lot of insecurity for people because, like, it's, like, a generational thing. If, like, you are raised to be a certain way and you aren't allowed to express yourself in certain ways, regardless of how you identify with your gender, like, 
those insecurities you project onto other people. So it's like when you're just like less insecure about yourself, you stop projecting those onto other people. And then you just realize like, bitch, we can all just do whatever the fuck we want. And we don't have to tell anybody else what to do, you know, just like let them be, let people exist. And like with drag too, I've learned more about gender and my own gender and other people's gender Mm -hmm. through drag. Because I've met so many different people who, regardless of the gender they are, like they don't, there's no stereotypes with any of it. And also, what is gender if I can make you think for a second that I'm a woman, even though I have a full chest hair and no breasts? You know what I mean? What does that say about what you think a woman is? You know what I mean? I think about how it's really hard for me to not um, uphold gender views. So like when I'm in class, sometimes I refer to students as like Mr. or Miss, just because I don't know why I do that. Um, But I also live very much in a world where everybody, we still very much are this idea of like, Mr. Garcia, miss this person, Mr. This. And I I don't know how to, to start breaking that other than just being like, just call me Alex or Mr. Garcia. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things that I could do, but I do think about how I, I'm, I live in a space where like gender roles are just, it's so normal and everything is Mr. and Miss. Um, I will say the other day I got, I I decided to wear a caftan to school and I, and it, I mean, caftans are, you know, not, you don't know if it's for a woman, a man, whatever, because it's not, it's, it's literally just Mm -hmm. fabric. So just wear it. Um, But I definitely got a lot of head turns. I felt fucking fierce as fuck wearing a little caftan at school. And that's what matters. (laughs) Exactly. So general hunism, no one, but they're really, they're really hard to break and really hard to get out of, Mm -hmm. but try. And And I think like too, with you have like such a wonderful opportunity to like educate others Maybe mm-hmm. not like flat out, like saying, like in class, breaking them down, but subliminally just being like referring to people in gender neutral language or mm-hmm. like just dressing how you want and saying like, yeah, sure. Am I wearing something that looks like a dress? Sure. But does that change anything about who I am or what you think of me? No. Okay, cool. Then let's move on. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Um, but let's move on to the next question. So this question, uh, again, look, I cannot help what the fans want to hear. They send in the questions. We're going to answer them. Do they want to see my penis? Oh, um, no. <laughs> no, they, they want to hear it, though. Um, <laughs> oh, here's our question. Um, what's your coffee order? Oh, depends where it is. Starbucks. Um, Starbucks. Okay. Starbucks. I get the, a Trent is, is a Trenta. Yes. Trenta cold salted caramel, cold foam, cold brew. Uh, um, and that gives me my life. However, there is a really cute little local coffee shop here in Evansville called Penny Lane that I love. It's like two blocks from my apartment and they have this thing called an instant karma, which is four shots of espresso and caramel. And I get it with uh, oat milk and it's, uh, amazing on ice oat milk is the shit um coffee order i tend to make coffee at home and it's just black coffee um i usually just get black coffee um if i go you did to that Star- french press thing right yeah for, for miss rona you made a french press <laughs> yeah i always french press it um i just love black coffee if i go to like starbucks which is not often i will get like a cold foam uh cold brew i that's my fave um, there is a place in Jonesboro called Shadrachs. It is a one of the local coffee places, and I always get their chai uh, with oat milk, and it's so good. It's not coffee, I guess. Is it coffee? I don't know. Whatever. That's a what I get. Chai lattes. It's a, like a tea latte, right? But if you get a dirty chai, it's 
with a shot of espresso in it and it's very good next time doing it mm-hmm. Miami what's your coffee order do you drink coffee um I'm really not a coffee person I know that's like a cardinal sin I know slim, quit, slim, quit. <laughs> listen I I, I like coffee don't get me wrong I just I'm not I don't drink it every day and most mm. of it has to do I do not wake up early in the morning I wake up at like one in the afternoon coffee I feel like drinking coffee afternoon it's like normal well it's just not for me you know what i'm saying like by the, by the time i wake up lunch is around i don't want to have coffee with with zaxby's you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so sure um, i do zaxby's. however i and, and listen i'm like the most basic white girl ever whenever i go to starbucks i always get like a frappuccino mm-hmm. I'm, I'm that girl i like the cold shit i like they're the delicious stuff that's like ice cream and uh, I'm not going to re-apologize for it. Work. And, so. and you shouldn't. <laughs> and, and I won't. Um, uh, I also will say, one, I, one, 1 p.m. is not an excuse. I'm sorry. It's just not. Sometimes I'd be having coffee. I just can't. Like, I, I'd be I'm, having coffee at work at six. You, oh, okay, true, true. You don't, you don't necessarily need it. I don't need it. I literally wake up bouncing off the walls. Like, I could okay. run a marathon in the morning. Oh, okay, everybody's making faces. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good for you, Miami. Good for you, great. <laughs> um, speaking of attacking, let's get into this next question. Uh, hashtag okay. fuck that coffee. How do you feel about the role of drag artists as ambassadors of the LGBTQ plus community? Drag queens are just people, first of all. <laughs> they're just doing their art just like anyone else's um so I think it's kind of weird to hold them to a specific standard of like queerness or like advocacy or like drawing awareness to things because if you don't want to do that then that's not your drag however I also feel like just as a queer person in general I have a responsibility to other queer people who don't feel like they can express themselves the way they would like to and so like as a personal thing for me, I like to use my queerness and my gender expression and things like that to be there and be visible so that people, one, can put a name and a face to it, and two, so that they can feel seen at least and be like, oh, there's someone else out there like me. You know what I mean? She's huge, uh, but she's so beautiful. She's a mammoth, of course, and she has blonde hair. <laughs> I was trying to type a message and I forgot the soundboard was on. I haven't used it all day. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> the soundboard just fucking came for you. I'm so sorry. I was like, that is the most iconic and rude thing that someone has done to me on a Zoom call. I cannot believe she just came for you. And also, Nicki Minaj is canceled. I need to take all of these sound effects off the thing because they're coming Girl. for us. Yeah, anyway, but continue what you were saying. <laughs> As a drag performer, too, it's like, I don't feel like I should be like a looked at a certain way or held to a certain standard because I perform and people, I guess, like know who I am in my small little community. But it's also like, I just want to be visible for the people who need it. And mm-hmm. if you don't want to see it, turn around or get out the bar. You don't have to watch my number if you don't want to go. Did that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> I definitely know that people really look up to drag drag queens, drag kings, drag performers for being like these beacons of queerness in the in the in the queer world and you know in, in many ways they are but I also don't think that that means that they need to be someone that you like are trying to be like or like look for them for moral and ethical standards and all those types of things 
um, because like you said, we're just people and not all of not all of our art is meant to be, I don't know, activism and p- p- politicized. Though I will say, I think because it is queer art, it is political always, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm doing it for political reasons. And, and I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what no, I feel that about does. I mean, being in drag itself is a, as punk rock as you can get, <laughs> regardless of what you're doing, you know? If you're in drag, you're saying something. What, what is your take on this, Miami? Are we ambassadors of the LGBTQ plus community? I think it depends on the bitch. Um, mm-hmm. Not all of us. I mean, it's true. Not all of us want to be. Not all of us want to be seen in that light. But at the same time, I, I think we all do have some sort of responsibility because we are public figures, especially if you have a bigger platform. Mm. Honestly, that that's probably the main thing when it comes to being an activist. Um, is the size of your platform I I think it's more expected for like for example if there is a girl on Drag Race with a hundred thousand followers or a million followers and there's a big thing that's happening and I think I think there's a level of expectation that comes with having that um, amount of a platform I mean one tweet could potentially inspire thousands of people to Mm -hmm. do something Uh, it's definitely a harder question to answer than just yes or no Mm -hmm. but I think that it's something to think on. So, <laughs> bitch, I don't know. Be uh, be political if you want to be political and, and turn it out wherever you can because at the end of the day, what really matters is that we're all treated equally with respect and that we all have opportunities um, to live happy lives. And world peace. And world, and world peace. peace. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, I love that. With world peace in mind, um, we are going to go ahead and start saying peace to this episode. I know I, we could do this forever. but This was actually like really fun. I didn't expect it to not be fun, but like I was so glad to get to catch up with you all. This is so nice. I know it is, but uh, I'm bored. So we got to go. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't, okay. So, uh, Slim, thank well, you so much for being here. But before we go, do you have any? Do you have anything you want to plug? Any social media? Any upcoming shows or anything like that? This will come out this Sunday, so just be aware of that. Oh, I got. I've got a couple things I want to plug. Um, I uh, actually no, I really that was a joke about my ass. Um, <laughs> I, I. <laughs> I mean, I only have like local things coming up. Um, social media, you won't see me posting shit on there except for like once every two weeks. So don't get your hopes up about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just have a lot of gigs coming up here in Evansville. Um, next month, I'm our gay bar just reopened. Someplace else nightclub. Hello, if you're in or near or around Evansville. Um, she just reopened after closing, like when the pandemic first hit. So it's been a year and a half without it finally reopened um so I have I do a show at least once a week there um and that'll start actually next week and then we do our shows also Evansville exclusive peeps we do our shows at Boca Lounge at the end of the month so we'll have it on the 30th at Boca Lounge and then we'll have Halloween brunch at Moe's house on the 31st um other than that you can just look at my Facebook. Um, if you want to add me, I might add you back, but if we don't have enough mutual friends, then I probably won't. Um, it's Slimothy Marie Pickens, which is not my real drag name, 
just in case you didn't know. Some people think that's my real drag name, but. Wow. I mean, well, <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you so much. <laughs> she said, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, I just want to thank you so much for coming and doing the podcast with us. Slim, I fucking love you so much. I don't think you understand. I love you. Even I though we're so far away, I feel like we are soul sisters. I fucking love talking to you when we get to talk and just fucking seeing your face. Just make me so fucking happy. And uh, I'm so happy that you beat Annalie in Miss Rona. Me too. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to. <laughs> Someone had to take the bitch out. Um, speaking of taking us out, guys, we are about to go. Make sure that if you uh, if you enjoyed the episode, you let us know. You can email us with questions. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, make sure to like us on Facebook and our socials. You can follow me and Annalie. And all that information is in the outro, so make sure you listen all the way to the end. Don't be homophobic, and have a great motherfucking day. We love you guys so much. Annalie, do you want to say anything before we go? Bye. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> all right. Cut the fucking music, bitch. Go. Let's go. Bye, fag. <laughs> no, Bye, fag. fag. Bro, cut, <laughs> cut the cameras. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Annalie and Miami. If you would like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, send us an email at areweprettypodcasts at gmail.com. You can follow Miami on Instagram at Miami, And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at AnnalieDreams. Our music from this podcast is produced by Evans Beats. Thank you for listening and we will see you soon. Stay pretty.